0: Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey.
1: A note to our listeners this episode of The Daily Crime discusses suicide. Stay tuned to the end of the episode to learn who you can reach out to if you or someone you know needs help. Coming up.
0: This is a pretty serious case. I mean, first degree murder can be a, a capital crime.
1: For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Just after Christmas, we learned of this story from our partner station KTVB in Boise, Idaho a 19-year-old man is charged with assisting suicide after another man was found dead in Star early Sunday. So we're taking every word that he's telling us, and we're, we're uh, taking that into heart, and then we're doing everything we can to verify that that's the truth. And right now, that's kind of where we're at. We're just trying to make sure that we cross our T's and dot our I's on everything that he stated so we know exactly what happened that night, not only for, for us as a, a community, uh, but also for family members that are, that are involved and uh, that we want to make sure we bring them closure as well. And at the time of that report, Dakota Honeycutt was facing charges for allegedly assisting in that suicide.
0: Interesting to know, under Idaho law, a person can be found guilty of felony assisting suicide if they knowingly provide the physical means or participate in a physical act by which another person ends their own life. That charge is punishable by up to five years in prison in Idaho. Mr. Honeycutt was booked into the Canyon County Jail early Monday, and he will be brought back to Ada County, where he does face those felony charges.
1: But this story and those charges changed rapidly. New charges are now pending against the 19-year-old man who told police he watched his roommate take his own life at a park and Star. Investigators now believe Honeycutt did not tell them the truth about what happened. During an arraignment today, prosecutors said they'll charge Dakota Honeycutt with homicide. I'm joined by Katie Terhune, web reporter at KTVB in Boise. Katie, thanks for being on the show once again.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: So let's go back to just after Christmas and when this case was first reported and just really an awful story about a man who's found shot to death in a park in Star, Idaho. And that's not far from Boise, right?
0: Yes, that's just outside of Boise, uh, a little community town. Um, this story was pretty strange right from the get-go because it was the morning after Christmas, so December 26th, and uh, someone who was visiting Hunters Creek Park in Star found this man shot to death on a sidewalk. So, very out in the open, um an obvious uh Death. I mean, he was not wounded at all. He was already dead at that point, and there was no one else around, just this body. So, of course, that passerby immediately called police, and they started their investigation from there.
1: And we should mention, uh, this was a a 48-year-old man. His name was Kevin Hunt, right?
0: Yes, Kevin Hunt from Nampa. Um, His background is a little bit unclear at this point to us.
1: Another man was then eventually located by police, or did he go to police and tell them that he, he had driven the man to the park and assisted? Is that right?
0: Yes. So pretty quickly, uh, police kind of turned their attention to Kevin Hunt's roommate, who was a 19-year-old man named Dakota Honeycutt. So police learned that he had been driving around in the dead man's car and pretty quickly discovered that they wanted to talk to him. So once, once they were able to contact him and started interviewing him, Uh, The story that he told police was that he and Kevin, his roommate, had driven to that park the night of Christmas, about 9 o'clock at night, and he had watched his roommate take his own life with a shotgun. Uh, He said he hadn't done anything. He hadn't harmed him. Um, And then after uh, he said Kevin killed himself, Dakota took the gun, took Kevin's car, and just drove away, left the body there, and, and left. Uh, He told police that he later threw the shotgun that was used in the shooting into the river. They were able to recover that gun from the river where he said it would be. So uh, pretty soon after that, Dakota was arrested on a felony charge of assisting in a suicide, which is actually illegal in Idaho. That was kind of a surprise to me because um, at least from his story, uh, you know, he didn't shoot him. He didn't pull the trigger is, is what he told police. Um, But in Idaho, under the law, uh, it is actually a felony to help someone take their own life. So he was arrested, I believe, early the next morning, December 27th, on that charge and, and booked into the jail.
1: Eventually, the charge that Honeycutt was facing changed to a murder charge, right? And that didn't take long.
0: Yes, that's correct. Uh, Pretty quickly, actually, as soon as um, Dakota Honeycutt was arraigned, so his first court appearance, uh, he had not yet been charged in murder, but the prosecutor came out and said, hang on, we think that he's not telling the truth in this case, and we think this charge is going to change. So at that time, he was still charged with assisting in a suicide, but the prosecutor said in court, we don't think he's telling the truth about what happened, and then uh, just Pretty soon after that, um, earlier this month, uh, they officially filed first-degree murder charges, and that indicates that they think that Dakota Honeycutt was the one who shot and killed his roommate.
1: And did police or the prosecutor give any indication of why they had made that change or why they didn't believe his story?
0: I think it came down to they did more investigation after that initial interview with him and then also the autopsy. You can typically tell in an autopsy whether um, you know something is a suicide or a homicide just based on trajectory and, and positioning uh, and things like that. So I, I know it was after the autopsy was completed on Kevin Hunt that they noticed some holes in the story that Dakota Honeycutt had given police in terms of whether or not his roommate took his own life.
1: Yeah, and even in listening to police early on speaking about this, you you almost got the sense that they were listening to his story, but also uh, maybe a little bit suspicious of what he was telling them.
0: Yes. I mean, from the get-go, that's kind of an odd turn of events. It would be unusual, I guess, for someone to watch someone commit suicide and then leave without calling anybody, without telling anybody. Um, At that point, you know, if you did see someone commit suicide— The thing to do, obviously, is to call 911, not leave with their car and take the gun and leave the body behind. So I think pretty much from the get go, police had some more questions that weren't answered by that interview with Dakota Honeycutt.
1: And do we know if he is sticking to his story at this point or any plea?
0: He has not made a plea. I believe after he was confronted, um, after police came back and were like, hey, this is, you're not telling us the truth. He didn't shoot himself, and we know he didn't shoot himself. My understanding from prosecutors is that he did admit to shooting his roommate.
1: Do we have any idea? I'm, I'm imagining it's too early or we haven't heard any, about any type of motive or why this would have happened.
0: No, I we haven't heard anything on a motive at all. And it's a little bit of a strange case because it's a, it sounds like Dakota Honeycutt had not been in town that long, had been living with Kevin Hunt but it's not clear how those two know each other, or how they came to be roommates, or what the relationship between them was. And uh, the other odd thing is neither one had ties to this park, so police haven't been able to figure out why they went to a park in Star specifically from Nampa, where they lived, which is a county over. It's it's not a place that either one had a connection to, and it's not uh, you know a normal place for them to be on a drive home from work or are just driving around their own neighborhood.
1: And in addition to first-degree murder, Kevin Hunt is facing other charges now, right?
0: That's correct. He's also facing a charge of grand theft for taking Kevin Hunt's car and destruction of evidence or concealment of evidence. And that goes to throwing the gun into the river, removing the gun from the scene and uh, trying to get rid of it.
1: Dakota Honeycutt is behind bars now, right?
0: That's correct. He's held on a pretty high bail Uh, So it's unlikely he'll be able to get out ahead of his next court hearing, which is going to be January 31st. And this is a pretty serious case. I mean, first-degree murder can be a a capital crime. So uh, if he is convicted of that murder, he could face up to life in prison without parole or the death penalty if prosecutors seek it.
1: All right, Katie Terhue web reporter at KTVB in Boise. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you. An important note on this story, if you or someone you know needs help, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That numbers is 800-273-8255. Again, 800-273-8255.